This is the Benefits Buzz Podcast, your weekly pulse on what's happening in the world of employee benefits. Brought to you by your friends at WEX, who believe in simplifying benefits for everyone. Now listen up, and let's get buzzed! Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Benefits Buzz. I'm your host, Nathan Coverstone, and today I'm joined by one of our HR professionals and co-hosts, Samira Burris. Samira is the Strategy Manager of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion here at WEX. Samira, thank you so much for joining. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the warm welcome, Nathan. I'm so excited to be here. Very, very excited to hear all this great information that we have. Awesome. Awesome. You know, Samira, a a potential upcoming recession means that companies are are really looking for ways to cut costs, but employee wellness still remains top of mind for many employers. As a matter of fact, in a recent survey, uh, 55% of employers said that if there is a recession, they would not cut employee salaries. And another 47% said that if there was a recession, they would not cut employee benefits. So in today's episode, we're really going to dig into discussing how to advocate for employee benefits and justify your expense plans during benefit budget conversations with leadership. So with that, I'd like to introduce today's guest, Ryan Filipek. Ryan is a lead benefit analyst here at WEX. He's also one of our co-hosts for Benefits Buzz. Ryan, welcome. Thanks for having me, Nathan. It is my pleasure. So glad that you could be here with us. And I've got to be honest, I've got a question for you right out of the bat, if I could, or right off the bat. Why do you think so many companies are choosing to cut costs in other areas of the business instead of reducing employee salaries and benefit budgets? Yeah, great question. So I think a big reason why is because both salary and benefits, they're they're a big reason why a lot of us come to work, right? And really the core of salary benefits is to provide care and value and investment for your workforce so they can focus less really on the stressors that come with with the day-to-day and more about what's important to them, right? And really without those things, it's really hard to focus really on the best versions of ourselves at both home and at work. So do you think that this are, are based on decisions that we, we learned or lessons that we learned uh, about employee loyalty and, and wellness during the pandemic? Do you think that's where some of these these ideas come from? Without a doubt, uh, the pandemic really has shifted our lives and how our work really operate together. And really the line between those two things has really been blurred more than ever, uh, especially as you mentioned in emphasis on wellness. Um, quickly overnight, like kitchen tables became work desks and it became harder to really separate and balance those two things. We want to feel like our wellness matters at a company. And when a company can set up programs and avenues in ways to support our wellness, it really creates a sense that we matter and the loyalty really develops alongside that. Okay, I appreciate that. So I know that budgeting conversations with your company's financial team and with your leadership team can be like just kind of intimidating, especially during difficult economic times. So what can you do ahead of time to kind of prepare for those conversations and achieve your successful outcome? Great question. A good start would be to kind of identify your benefit objectives and really the values of the company. And why that's important, it really what it does is create a long-term alignment of really where the company's at right now and where you want to be down the road as well. 
uh, and a big foundational piece is making sure those two match. A good way also is really get feedback from your employees, figure out what benefits they're interested in. Uh, it provides an opportunity for them to have a voice on really what's important to them and really what matters and where there might be opportunities as well. Another good one as well is really kind of comparing your benefits package to your competitors. So collecting benchmark information really just helps ensure you're positioning yourself in the market and it keeps you updated on the trends that are happening out there. And then lastly, I'd say a big one is really showing uh, return on investment and not really just essentially the dollar amount or, hey, we're avoiding this cost because of this program, uh, but also showing that opportunity where you're providing service that there is a gap uh, occurring right now. That's really good feedback, Ryan. You, you know, obviously, anytime there's a recession, return on investment is incredibly important. So let's hypothetically say that a, a, a company's financial team or leadership does want to cut an employee benefits budget. Uh, how would you ex or how would you suggest navigating or, or having those conversations with leadership successfully? Really great question. I would take the time to ask questions and get a deeper understanding into what's driving that ask and what is kind of the bigger picture behind it as well. Um, really what that does is provide just an understanding of what's going on and just really helps you kind of come up with some next steps and maybe kind of vet potential solutions as well. And then provides an opportunity from like a benefit side to provide education to other stakeholders and really perspective from our area on how certain benefits kind of fit into a larger picture, uh, the company culture, and really kind of being an employer of choice as well. So Ryan, do you think that some employers have misconceptions about benefits costs? I think there are a couple of misconceptions. And I'd say probably the biggest one is that anytime you're adding new benefits or you're enhancing your current benefits, that there's a large associated cost with doing that. Uh, sometimes there's opportunities really just to be more effective with how your programs are being run. And there's even new benefit offerings out there that provide a low to no cost option for employers and really provide an opportunity for ease or convenience for employees. Okay, so what are some of the top argument points that you can give for not reducing benefits budgets? Yeah, uh, good question. I'd say the biggest and the most important one is employee retention. Uh, benefits provide uh, an opportunity for a person to make them feel like they're valued and that you care about them. And really in return, what that does, it provides just really greater job satisfaction and loyalty as well. Another one that's really important as well is it's attracting more talent. Uh, we've all heard about the competition for hiring and providing a differentiation in what your offerings provide uh, really just reinforces the message around being an employer that people want to work for. Another good point uh, is tied to both health and medical coverage and really how this is necessary for employee wellness. Um, I'm a firm believer in if you take care of your people, uh, they'll take care of your mission, your values, and culture in return. And then finally, I'd say employee work-life balance. Uh, this really makes a person feel like what they've got going on in their life outside of work is important just as much as the work itself. Hmm. You know, Ryan, as, as a benefits analyst, I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot of things. But could you share with us what some of the maybe negative ramifications of cutting employee benefits may be? 
a big one in my eyes would be your employee value proposition and your employer brand. Um, and really why these, these really encompass why people are proud and motivated to work for you. Uh, they also provide the opportunity for you to have unique and diverse talent. Um, and this really helps a company achieve some of their best results. Taking away pieces and benefits that are tied to those things can create some questions around your employer brand and why somebody may or may not want to work for you. That makes a lot of sense to me. I, I mean, certainly we we always want to be sensitive to our brand and we definitely want to take care of our employees, but there are times that due to things like a recession and financial constraints, hard decisions have to be made. Um, so what are some ways that you think you can save money with your benefits budget without negatively impacting your employees? A great starting point would be around your benefits, education, and communication. Uh, and really what that does is just providing them with information and tools on how to best use, utilize their benefits in this case. Uh, the toughest thing with benefits is just so much information tied to it and a person can get overloaded pretty quickly. Uh, so it's really important to make sure that you're being very intentional with what you're communicating and how you're communicating it uh, to ensure this is successful. Uh, a second good thing that is really a uh, good thing to keep an eye on is maybe the opportunities to repurpose budget. Uh, kind of focus on what benefits employees actually want or actually use. So keeping a pulse on your utilization, uh, any employee survey results you have, and even market trends can provide an opportunity to figure out what you're providing and how it can provide a greater impact. I love that. So what are some ways to show proof of benefit plan success throughout the year? Yeah, check out your activity of your benefit plans. Um, this really could be anything from like summarized uh, claim activities. It could be online portal registrations. It can be how and what your benefits are being used for. And really the direction or trends that all these things are heading towards. And then taking all that and then kind of seeing if those pieces align with your original plan and your attention of the program that you are administering. Ryan, I, I love it. You always bring so many great ideas and great perspectives. And, and really, I, I really want to turn the time over this this final piece to share any final thoughts that you think would benefit our audience with regard to budget conversations. Great question. I would say uh, make sure you're keeping your stakeholders informed throughout the year. Uh, there's this general association that renewal and open enrollment is really just a one time of the year type of deal, but it, it, it is an ongoing conversation. Uh, see how your budget is trending and how it's forecasting and making sure you're keeping kind of the stakeholders updated, especially if there's anything like a, a mid-year change or something like that that could shift um, kind of that original game plan. Keep the stakeholders in the know and measure and check and measure and check. I, I love it. Well, I want to thank you, Ryan, for taking the time to be here with us today. And thank you, Samira, for being willing to co-host this episode of Benefits Buzz with me. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into today's episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Benefits Buzz and leave us a review. Thanks everyone, have a great day. Wax is in the business of simplifying benefits for everyone. Now, although we certainly hope our podcast sparks some aha moments, like that was pretty cool, but of course we cannot provide legal investment 
or financial advice. And well, therefore, nothing shared in this podcast should be interpreted as such. We encourage you to seek out appropriate professional advice regarding your plans. Hey, congratulations. You made it through our disclaimer. (laughs) Thanks for listening.